Hey, are you, uh, are you Chuck? Oh, hey, man. Yeah, no, they won't change that flyer. My, that's my mainland name. My Hawaiian name is Kunu. Oh, cool. Sorry. No, it's all good. Does Kunu have some, like, cool Hawaiian meaning? It means Chuck. I plugged it into a database. There's, like, a thing, like, you go on the internet, you just, like, type your name in, and then it, uh, and then, and then it just says it. What's your name? I'm Peter. Peter? Yeah. I'm going to give you a Hawaiian name. Oh, great. P-P-L-P-P-L-P. Great. P-P-L-P looks like you got a little pain behind those eyes. Ugh. Yeah. Maybe a little. There's really only one cure for that. What's that? Weed. You got any? Uh, no. Oh. Well, then let's go surfing. <laughs> Dude, in the middle of that, a spider started crawling and I didn't want to oh, pick shit. it up. Oh my god, that is terrifying. Is it a small one? We get a little... We get brown. Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. You can't handle the truth. King Kong ain't got shit on me. I am I'm so much crazier. I am the one who knocks. Go ahead. Make my day. Best day we boy here. That's Brad. Everybody on? Good. Great. Welcome to Facing Off Pod. This is a podcast where we take two movies that we find to be similar in some way and we compare, contrast, and rate them. Today's two movies are Forgetting Sarah Marshall and She's Out of My League. I am a five, borderline seven (laughs) if I become a recording artist. Uh, But join with me as always are just two hot, hard tens. Hot, hard. Uh, Layla and Nick. What's up, guys? And hard. (laughs) Layla, how you doing? I'm good. Hi, boys. Uh, Nick, I want to know how your birthday was, because we've got a birthday boy on this podcast. Uh, It was great. I feel 30 now. Um, Feeling it. Yeah, you look like it, too. I went to bed early the first night we were there. Uh, (laughs) He did. Yeah, but but he was just like, he just called it quits the first night. (laughs) I was like, it's midnight. (laughs) I'm out. Yeah, but to be fair, everyone called it quits at like 11 on the the second night. Earlier than that. Um, We're old, but it was great. Uh, It was way past my bedtime. I got to swim in the pool. Uh, got to go to the golf place and enjoy the place, but not the sport because the sport of golf is for assholes. It's not fun. It's not fun. Yeah. You have to be too, you have to just, I'm going to quit. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly. At this point. I take it. It went and, well, guys. Yeah. I'm just, but it was a blast. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm just tired. I'm always tired now. Yeah. I feel uh, that. But not right now. Cause we have a, f- a thing to do. Yeah, we I think do. it's going to be fun as hell. We're animated. Uh, We're ready to go. Layla, how's your week so far? Been good? It's been good. It's been chill. Are you excited had... for Oscars? Uh, oh, my God. I feel like Oscars so many people have asked me that in the last 24 hours, yeah. actually. I am so excited. This is, for those of you that haven't picked up on this, this is my favorite night of the year. Okay, quick. Prediction out. for Best Picture. <clears throat> no Madland. Yeah, I have a Easy. feeling Minari or Trial of Chicago 7 are going to like slip in, but I think mm. it's going to be I, I'm like almost 99.8% like, sure Nomadland's going to take it. 
I'm pretty close to that too. It's won everything. Uh, great movie, <laughs> and honestly, all the movies uh, that nominated this year are pretty great. Yeah, it's a pretty uh, great year. I, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. All right. Well, um, let's just get this started. Uh, I just want to say right off the bat, if you have not uh, started following us on Instagram, go do that. What are you Look doing? up Facing Off Pod. Yeah, what and are you follow doing? Us. And then if us. you're on Twitter, follow Facing Off Pod. Just do it. Uh, and then also, if you've never given us a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts, that would mean the world to us. And we will personally come to wherever you are and give you a free surf lesson uh, if that's what you <laughs> Wasn't sure where that wanted. was going. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, it would, it would mean the world have for us. Have you ever surfed so before? Go and do that. What's up? I have. have. you ever before? Yeah, I have. I, I learned in Costa kids. Rica. It was kind of fucking wow. sick, dude. Uh, yeah, it was totally dope. Uh, it was tubular. <laughs> Um, yeah, okay, let's, uh, let's get into this. Let's break these two movies down, but first... What are they? Did we say what they are? Yeah, I said Forgetting Sarah Marshall, oh, and, uh, she's out of my league. Oh, yep. I was uh, paying attention, I promise. And, uh, yeah, what, what's the, what, what are the synopses here? Uh, these are two films in which a dumpy, average, five-across-the-board male lead gets dumped by a lingerer ex-girlfriend who... And and he would have fully enjoyed a rebound with an, another out of his league woman, if not for the aforementioned lingering ex. But eventually, does nab a new boo and lives happily ever after, either flying a plane <laughs> or writing, directing, and starring in a Muppet Dracula musical. Yeah, wow. Great. I actually I so want to good. read to you what what Layla's uh, <clears throat> shared it's not far off. Yours was. is just more animated. Than mine yeah, hers was <laughs> no, hers is still pretty. It's got funny. a little more flair. This is. Two movies where both dudes are dumped in opening scenes and spend time pining for a lame girl and then meet a super cool chick and start to fall for her, but try to get back with the lame one because of insecurities, but then realize they want the other chick and don't want the lame one. Both dudes also have like a couple of dudes that help them figure out throughout the movie. It's yeah. a really eloquent yeah, it is a simple yeah. summary. It's great. Yeah, I mean, you you probably going into this podcast probably wouldn't think that these movies are that similar, but they do have a little bit of through yeah. lines. Um, oh so, God, like an identical through line. Yeah, opinion. exactly. So why don't we break them down and rate them in our specific ways and figure out which one was funnier and better? Uh, we have five categories for you bitches. Sorry, we actually love you guys. Uh, we got wow. five categories. Uh, we use a scale of one to seven, one being lowest, seven being highest, and four being average, neutral, or in between. Let's start. I know we always start with this type of category, but let's do spectac hilarity, where we talk about the engagement level of the movie, so the spectacularity part of it, and then the laughs per minute balance of the movie was it funny the whole way through or were there a lot of lulls and uh dumpy points if we're going to keep using the word dumpy uh you like um let's start with layla uh ladies first for these two male dominated films uh let's start with forgetting sarah marshall spectac hilarity what did you think of it out of seven so i gave it I gave it a six. I was actually kind of close to giving it a seven because I just truly, truly adore this movie. Like, it is shocking. I, I, it's, it's few and far between that comedy movies kill me the way that this movie kills me. Like, I am laughing 
so hard when I'm watching this movie. And it is consistent. Every single character does it for me. And that is the highest of compliments for a comedy movie. It's not just the main character. It's not like one of the side characters that I love seeing on screen. Like every single side character in this movie kills it for me. And I enjoy all of the comedy. I love the like overarching storyline that's happening. I think it's got a great flow. I am engaged the entire time while I'm watching this movie. I was really, again, I was really close to giving it a seven. Um, it's, it's just incredibly engaging. I love it. I love the I love the acting. I love the comedy. I love the writing. I think it's so fun. I was thinking a lot when I was watching both of these movies, and I'll talk about it more later, but I love that this movie is just like it's there's nothing really offensive about this movie. Like it's just yeah, good. Absolutely. It's just mm-hmm. really good comedy. Like it's it's if you ever needed an example to give to someone of just self-deprecating, like, funny comedy that doesn't need to rely on making fun of, like, race or women or whatever. This is it. Like, it's just yeah. good writing. Um, and that's why, yeah, obviously... Is there a single offensive line in this? It's really well, so, offensive to Hawaiians. But, yeah, so, okay, sure. So they, a joke. I don't think it's that. It's like, it's not even because they... Be, no, at one point, uh, Bill Hader is that person. They, like, make fun of it. Like, they make fun of the people that would be offensive. <laughs> His wife is, like, is, a luau. Yeah, a, a luau. Like, not a luau. A luau. Totally. But it's <laughs> funny because they scene. make fun of the people that would <laughs> be those people. Because it is set in Hawaii. And they do yeah. have all those yeah. tourists that are assholes, you know? So they, like, they make fun of that concept. All the characters like, are Hawaiian transplants, too. They're all from, this, like, the mainland. The mainland or whatever. Yeah, right. Um... But Which yeah, anyways, probably pretty true. Except I'm sure, for the chef, I think. Yeah, mm. I'm sure we'll talk about that more. But like, it it definitely, it's just a testament to how like incredible the writing is in this movie because it's just like mm-hmm. creative and fun and enjoyable. And I don't feel like I need to question whether I should laugh. It's just enjoyable. <laughs> um, so I gave it a six. Totally agree. What about you, Nick? <clears throat> I feel like I'm gonna have pretty a non nuanced take on both of these. <laughs> <clears throat> okay. Um, <clears throat> I gave Sarah Marshall a five. What the fuck? <laughs> it's too, it's honestly it's too long for a comedy. On a rewatch, did you watch the unrated version? It's the unrated version it's is too only long. I did too. It's only seven minutes longer. Oh, I mean that whole Kristen Wig scene with the yoga is like not in what the a waste of version. Kristen Wig. But yeah. I'll get there. Um, I, I just think it's slightly scene. a little too long than it needs to be. Um, give me more Mila Kunis and Jason Siegel because I don't believe that they actually love each other. Um, there's just not enough there. Hot takes. Cynic. I don't think, I just don't think that, I don't see it, man. I don't see the spark mostly because Jason Siegel's a dumpy fuck and I don't like him much. You don't um, like Jason Siegel? No, dude. Oh my God. I don't want, okay. Okay. I, I need like, this I need podcast to like, had to end at some I, point. This is surprising to you. I'm I need to give it. like a rebuttal to this continue, Go but ahead. like I need to comment on Mila. No, that's my, kill him. that's my whole thing. I think it's funny and enjoyable, but I don't think it's a six or a seven. Okay, that's okay. fair. I you're I mean you're allowed to it's spectacularity, like it's your own personal, but I do think right. they spend a fair amount of time developing their relationship. <laughs> and I do also think that the whole concept is like he's just endearing and funny and kind. He's, he's so like he's endearing. genuinely a good person <laughs> and you can like sense that he's a good Love person you. throughout the movie. And mm. I think that's no a No good run- person eats that much cereal. No person eats that much. He seriously. does it in such a funny way, though, that it's so <laughs> endearing. He's just a big, lovable, like, teddy bear. Imagine I, what it would Layla, do to your bowel movements. I, <laughs> it'd be disgusting and very fruity. 
Um, that's so much dairy fake fruity. too. Uh, I hope that's oat milk. They didn't have that back then. Okay. Anyways, uh, Layla, I totally agree with your points. And by the way, I'm giving this a fucking seven out of seven. Okay. Good. <laughs> good. I find this movie incredibly funny every single time. One thing that I love. This has one of those like classically great opening montages, yeah. essentially, where you can understand everything about the characters. Like, I was listening to the rewatchables talk about this, <laughs> and they said if there was an action movie and they started it with like a news program, like how they do with a variety of news on this, if they started with a news program telling you everything about these characters, you would be so annoyed. But in the comedy, it's like perfect. Yeah. You get the backstory on everyone. <laughs> It's funny. You get to see him like eating those bowls. You get an understanding of like what type of person he is in the relationship, which is something that is ignored later. And then they bring it back up. Um, I remember dying in theaters at the way that they show his dick in the opening scene because <laughs> the editing is just brilliant. And that brings me to my next point. The editing is fucking incredible in this yeah, movie. Yeah, it's so great. And it really makes the movie better. It's going back and forth with him like reflecting on his relationship and the sad moments. Thank um, you for bringing this up because I was I was about to be remiss yeah. if we didn't talk about the flashbacks cuz they're, so, oh, they're so they're good. so good I mean, and also one of my the show too. Comes from that. The show yeah, and the wait. edit in the show as well. It's so good. Her yeah, show, absolutely. I mean. <laughs> I, I mean every scene with Billy Baldwin it, as uh, her partner is so funny. <laughs> Ouch. Can you say Dixical? <laughs> it would be really hard to compete in that beauty pageant without a face. Without a face. <laughs> so uh, Ouch. Can you say catfight? Uh, yeah, I I just like I think it's really like but How it's are also you giving like this a five? the editing is great know. in in little moments too when it's not even flashing back and forth like the scene where he has to kill the pig is yes. so funny because of the quick cuts. <laughs> so right, I'll give it a and six. then I just also I don't think this is another one of those rare movies and this is like kind of at the peak of like the Apatow uh, produced movies totally. where it's just like as opposed to his movies that he directs. There's not a single lost moment in this. I mean, it is long, but I don't think there's an unfunny or or non-clever moment. And it's filled with a lot of like charismatic people that you enjoy watching on the screen. Um, what, another part, I remember, so I saw this in theaters with my mom, which is a huge mistake. But I just didn't know based on the trailer because the trailer was pretty safe. Um, but like the sex scenes are so absurd in this movie (laughs) and seeing that in theaters was just so uncomfortable. (laughs) Um, yeah, I mean, that's kind of it for me. Uh, oh, Otto wanted us to bring up that in Germany, forgetting Sarah Marshall was translated to Nivider sex mit dem ex, which is never again sex with my ex. And that's why I'm giving it a seven. Uh, (laughs) let's talk about she's out of my league. Wait, I do want to. I want to address that you changed to a six, correct, Nick? Just from yeah, talking did. about the comedy of this film alone. I, I mean, forgot about the pig scene. It might have been one of those scene, like movies <laughs> that you need to like maybe watch with like another one of your like friends to like really laugh. But I was dying of laughter, and I normally dying. need another person um, to laugh this hard. I did um, unfortunately have to multitask while watching both of these because oh. I'm just way too busy at work. But. Uh, you know, it is what it is. It's okay, the cookie crumbles without a face. Let's talk about she's out of my league. Yes, uh, spectacular hilarity out of seven. Um, Nick, why don't you start with that? Completely unnuanced take. I think this movie is so freaking average that I'm just mm. gonna give it a four and be done talking about it. I do think <laughs> that it what it does 
better, in in my opinion, is that it's more about him falling in love with someone who like is meaningful and and the comparison of like why is this person better than what I, you know, thought I why why I was right because Sarah Marshall feels like not, he's not worth yeah you know he's not worth her, and so that he's I like that kind of message yeah. Totally. I mean, and I also think that uh, a benefit with forgetting Sarah Marshall, and I was going to bring this up later, is that, you know, Sarah Marshall at a certain point is a really sympathetic character, whereas like Marnie or whatever is just like not sympathetic (laughs) at all. And it's so clear the divide, but it has, it does have a specific idea that it wants to do. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. What, What about you, Layla? Um, I gave it a five. I do think it's just slightly above average. I... I do think that she's out of my league is like slightly more rom-com than forgetting Sarah Marshall is like, I think that there are definitely scenes and she's out of my league that are just like pure romance where they're like getting to know each other. And there's like this great 2000 song playing in the background and they're just like googly eyes at each other. She's and it's just so sweet. Hey. Exactly. Yeah. That's um, going to be a good clip. So <laughs> apologize listeners. Um, yeah, I I do think it has a little kidding. bit more of that to it. So um, <laughs> I think they're just kind of slightly different in that way. I am mm. actually quite a fan of She's Out of My League. Like I, this movie, randomly, I feel like is just on TV a lot. And I watch it all the time when it's on TV. And I'm always slightly surprised at how much I'm enjoying myself when I'm watching it. Like, I just think it's like a standardly funny movie. And it's not, there's no moment in this movie where I'm like, that was lame or that's not funny. I do find most of what's written in this film to be comical and enjoyable. Um, I do think similarly to forgetting Sarah Marshall, this is also another really great ensemble cast. Like all of the Mm -hmm. characters they bring in are just so funny. Like the whole family is hilarious to me and they are a great depiction of like a quintessential, like white American family. And the relationship he has with his brother is hilarious. His mom, his dad, like they're just, they're so funny. All of his friends at the airport are hilarious Great. and I love them. I love her best friend. Um, what's her name? She's Ritter. In, yeah, she's in Jessica mm-hmm. Jones. I feel like I slightly want to emulate her at times because she's just so fucking hilarious to me when Dude, she's such a bitch. <laughs> go shit in a bag. <laughs> shit in your <laughs> hand. Shit in your hand. That's right. Yeah. Um, I just, yeah, I, I find it incredibly enjoyable. Plain talk <laughs> No, it's it's so true. It's so funny. I, I I definitely think about lines from this movie. I do think I'm consistently surprised at how engaged I am every time I watch it. And I have seen it surprisingly a lot of times. Um, so I don't think it's quite as engaging and funny as Forgetting Sarah Marshall. But I do think it's like better than some comedies that I've seen. Yeah, I'm, I'm like 100% with you. I think this is like one of those movies that could be on TV and you'd like always want to watch it. Um, I think it's always pleasant. I don't think it's great. I do think that Nick is right that in the grand scheme of comedies, it comes off slightly average. But for me, it just kind of works. Um, yeah, totally. I will say some like down parts, like lo- like things that made me almost consider going lower. The like <clears throat> these are kind of technical, but like they just make Jay Burchill's character so fucking pathetic. Like, so his opening speech in the movie where they've taken two years off, two years, and she's, like, hooking up with other people, and he's just – it's just so unbelievably pathetic that I'm, like, I I don't believe this character initially. 
Um, even though it's funny. I also like, I got to point this out because I'll point this out on anyone that has this. The score is so bad. It is like one of those like funk. There's a point when like flutes come in. Uh, <laughs> they're like music is like really like. It's almost like a... so on it on like it's so like on the nose that it it's almost very pisses on the me nose. off. Yeah. Like it's... over my head plays on their first date. And I was like, oh, brother, come on, dude. Think a little bit. But it's funny, bit. though, because for me, I was <laughs> like, I, I kind of <laughs> felt like they were like playing on that a little bit. Like, yeah. I think in some ways they're kind of making fun of the classic rom-com at the same time. And like, I, I think sure it that comes was the off. Intention. I think it comes off average. Like, it just comes off being like, look at the how rom y we are. And it's like, yeah, no, I get it. It does feel Thanks. like it comes from a really specific period of time, like 2010, yeah. 2011. Yeah. It's a timestamp for sure. For sure. I yeah, wrote I don't down. A, I don't think it's a knock. I'm not trying to knock it for that. I think that's adequate. I it where it really shines. I think Layla brought it up. The cast, the ensemble cast, is really good, and they're really good at playing off of each other. So, like the brother and the sister in law are hilarious in every scene. I think. I think TJ Miller gets funnier and funnier as the movie goes on to like Mm -hmm. the point where the whole last like twenty minutes is just him doing comedy essentially. Oh my god, he Mm -hmm. is Um, so fucking funny in that whole sequence. Because I'm an insane motherfucker. You know that from the break room. (laughs) 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 There's another part that it's also like painfully awkward, but like fun in that way. But I gotta say, if I could take out any scene from this movie. Just remove the whole fucking scene from the apartment when he jizzes in his pants because it feels like it goes for like 40 minutes straight. But, yeah, it's very uncomfortable. But then they use it perfectly in a really funny scene afterwards where his friends are making fun of him and like mm-hmm. putting like puns into their conversation. So I think I, I thought it was going to be when I went back to it, I thought it was going to be a super hacky comedy where they were just talking about pop culture references and stuff. And I think it was kind of clever with it, and I found it to be pretty endearing, um, yeah, which I'm, agreed. which is the name of this podcast. Um, terms pretty of endearing. Endearment. Um, let's move on to a different category, though. <laughs> let's talk about these casts more, and let's oh God, talk I'm about done. the actoring. Let's. Uh, so, actoring <laughs> is. <laughs> Uh, wasn't an invitation, Layla. You were part of the. Yeah, you have now. to. You have to. Uh, but she's down for this to be the second <laughs> category. Uh, yeah, let's talk about the performances, whether they were good or bad, funny or not. Uh, did the directors and writers help them or hurt them? Uh, let's stick with She's Out of My League. Uh, plenty of people in both. Um, <laughs> pretty high body count there's a, a lot of people so gonna be a lot of performances there are beating hearts um layla what did you think actoring uh yeah, out of seven? i can totally do this um oh all right nick what did you <laughs> i gave it i almost feel like i'm just gonna give this whole movie like fives i gave it a five um okay. i think I think everyone does exactly what they're supposed to do in this movie. And I think they do a great job at it. And there's a lot of like stereotyping in this movie with the characters, but it's like a fun kind of stereotyping where each person plays their part and each person plays it very, very well. Like Mm -hmm. the brother is like a quintessential brother and he's a little dickhead, but he's so good at it. And it's never over the top in the way that I'm annoyed by it. I crack up at his brother. His mom is just mousy and sweet. seriously not wearing any underwear. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, yeah the, everyone in the family is so great the friends are perfect to me I, I find them hilarious I think for me one of the more important things as far as the acting 
is um, what's her name? The main girl that, that Alice, she, Alice Eve. Oh my thank god! Thank you, Alice oh Eve. God. I think <sighs> she does something very, very, very important in this movie, and I realized it halfway through when I was watching it. She is so fucking earnest in this movie. Like she is so sweet and kind and genuine in this movie. And if at any point that had not been believable. The whole point of this movie, I think, would have been ruined a little bit because, like, Mm -hmm. she could not be a cocky hot girl in this, like, at all. Like, she needed to truly be just a very sweet, kind person that saw good in him. And she did such a great job at it. Like, I – there are so many moments in this movie where I'm just, like – I genuinely feel like she's actually that earnest when she's saying these things to him or to people around her. And she's just so, like, kind. um, And it comes off so well. Um, I just think that was really important. So props to her for pulling that off. Cause I do think it is really hard to pull that off in a movie as much as that seems silly. It is. Um, and if no, she, I again, think it really she... leads into the perfect thing too. Like later, yeah, you know, perfect. you can understand yeah, exactly. why she's upset by that. Cause yeah. she just cares about people. Yeah, absolutely. She's just like, I'm absolutely. nice and I have a, a rocking bod. It's incredible. A 10 out of 10 bod. <laughs> a hard yeah. 10. Uh, hard and, yeah, I'll leave hard it there. Hot, I'll give it a five. Hard you, you gave it a five. Yeah, I uh, I'm gonna jump in. Uh, I was hovering between a four and a five. I I mean, Jay Baruchel like couldn't have been better casted in this role. Yeah, it's just so it's he's so fucking pathetic looking and pathetic <laughs> acting though that I'm he's like, so there's just no planet where anyone like Alice Eve, even in this beautiful like story of of you know not like setting your expectations like that too high or whatever uh i just i i couldn't believe it but he is great at it he also has some pretty great lines in the scene when they have their like inevitable movie downfall um mm-hmm. he has hilarious lines in that scene um like where he's like i thought that maybe it'd be like a little penis that like talks or some <laughs> <Yeah>. shit <laughs> um <laughs> This is one of the first big, like, T.J. Miller roles that, like, really, like, skyrocketed him into, like, what he got in Silicon Valley. And now he's yeah. just gone forever, I guess. Um, but I fucking love when he's on the plane. I'm not going to bring this up in quotability because it's just not something I quote all the time. But when he's on the plane and he's just like, TSA, sorry, this guy's drunk as fuck. He shit his pants. We got to get him off the plane. It's just like his humor. You could tell they didn't write anything for TJ Miller. Like yeah. he writes his own lines. Um, we already ta- I, I think that Alice Eve's accent is not great no. but she is really perfect for the role a and i two remember out of 10 accent and a 10 out of 10 body yeah i mean i remember going <laughs> great uh i you know that's fine <laughs> you don't need it um <laughs> i remember going into this movie and being seeing the trailer and i was like oh come on couldn't they have gotten like a, an actual 10 <laughs> and then i watched it and i was like oh my god is she like the most perfect person that's ever existed and now i kind of fucking believe alice Eve that's what you be. said when you watched the trailer couldn't they get an actual 10 that doesn't i was sound like fucking pompous like, or anything i was like 18 years old <laughs> uh but uh yeah i was awful um you know who's great and i think steals like every scene and i really thought he would blow up <clears throat> is nate torrance his like really nice friend devin I think oh. everything that he's doing in this movie is really funny. I thought it was going to get bad over time where I was going to be like, oh, he's like, he says these Disney lines and stuff and it's, you know, not going to be as funny. But he like, is really funny. The fucking line that he says when he re- he's like, fare thee well, dear princess, until our magic carpets alight from Agrabah to the Cave of Wonders. 
for a night of romance and hockey. Uh, he's great. <laughs> he's I love too him. Much. I he work no he works for me. I thought it was gonna be too much rewatching. I don't know if you it's remember this, payroll? but when I see Mike Vogel, the like hot friend that he has. What do you I see just him from? get immediately fucking depressed because he's in Blue Valentine and he's like the reason their relationship breaks up. And oh, I have such is. a different, such a different memory. He is the hottest guy ever in Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants, and every single one oh. of my lady friends was he. He ignited a lot of things for us at a very young age. <laughs> oh, he's hot so. as hell. He's fucking him hot. The, him and the footlong uh, jet pilot guy are just oh, see, I don't find the footlong guy hot. But that's but that's Jared. No, I I that, that was kind of it for me though. Uh, I think uh, I'm at a four. I think everyone was good for the movie. I don't think anybody brought it to a different level except for T.J. Miller and like Nate Torrance were like yeah delightful. They don't they don't quite do it for me either. I actually don't like Kristen Ritter that much. fully. She's I think the one of the funniest parts of the movie. Mm. Up there with TJ Miller, <laughs> which is okay. She's okay. Yeah, I um, I gave it a four. Out of, I mean, I gave it a four. I mean, it's just again, I just kind of think it's like a really average movie, which is also not a knock. I'm not knocking it at all. Now However, I am knocking Alice Eve's accent, which slips so many times, and you're just like, you're not, you're just fucking British. Just be British. Yeah, I think the just story could have worked for her to be British. I mean, uh, good for her for trying. She'd be hot and British. Well, she she Clearly is British, exist. so and she is hot. Exactly, so I think that's she's what I'm saying. Fine. I don't know. Stick to what you Honestly, know. Honestly, most dudes like aren't going to pay attention to how well she acted in this movie because, as you guys have said many, I think her acting, like you said, I think her acting, like you said, is great. It's just that when people's accents slip so bad, I'm like, mm. it's distracting for sure. Yeah. Um, but I'm just nitpicking, dude. I'm giving it a four. It's average. Okay. AVG. Well, what did you think about forgetting Sarah Marshall actually? Uh, not average. Above average. Wow. I'm uh, I'm at a five, though. Not a six. Um, I love that Russell Brand is just this, like, one guy in movies. Like, he's just literally... Well, he just did these, like, three movies. This guy. Yeah. Like, he's just Aldous Snow. And oh, I'm out of snow. Boshy, boshy, boshy. Which oh is like s- somehow a much more normal person than Russell Brand, the human in real life. Who oh, is dude. He is wild. Just a weird philosophical genie. Poor Katy Perry. Strange, strange man. Yeah. Uh, I also love I mean, that Jason Siegel was like a guy for he... just like a very short window of time. And then just wasn't a guy anymore. Who? What? Jason Siegel. Like, yeah. Oh, like he disappeared. No, he's, he does a lot of drama acting now. Does he really? Yeah. Does he? And he's very good at it. Yeah. End of the tour, he should have been nominated for an Oscar. Then he did The Discovery. He had our, our, the movie Our, Our Friend with uh, Dakota Johnson and Casey Affleck just came out like a few months ago. Wow, good for him. Yeah, he's a yeah, really good actor. And really makes up for being in How I Met Your Mother because that show blows. Yeah, but he's good at They're it. They're making I mean, a sequel. Did you see that? They yeah, I did. Hillary I Duff. did. That's why I thought of it. I'm so excited for it. <laughs> Your favorite. Second, second least favorite show of all time after Scrubs. Um, everyone greats. The sides almost make it a six. Um, I don't think anyone in the movie is like hysterical, though. So <laughs> I didn't want to push it up to... Like any one character? What Who one are character? you? Movie did you, dude? Okay, first <laughs> of all, hysterical? A mil- 
First of all, everything Jason Siegel does in this movie kills me. I think he's Jonah hilarious. Hill in this movie cracks me up so hard. Paul Rudd's amazing. Uh, the bartender Jonah Hill is so fucking good. The <laughs> the like huge friend that he makes every every single side character has me like on the floor laughing. I don't so, know what movie you watched. <laughs> what what was I, your score? I Layla? mentioned them as a high point. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, but, like, I don't know. Like, every time I watch it, Jason Siegel is, like, killing me. There are certain lines that he delivers. It, this movie just does not work without Jason Siegel. I mean, he wrote it, but, like, it just does not work with a different actor. It doesn't. It would be, a, like, a really shitty fucking, like, TV comedy. And yeah. he, like, I love that he's exploring his range of emotion, even though it's always funny when he's crying and stuff. But he's just he's amazing in either really subtle ways or really abrasive ways. And I love that. And 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 all the little like like the little like flashbacks are great. Like him huddling over holding that fucking purse and then Ogre um, out of the shot. Yeah, that was one of the lines. So Clay says that all the time. He's like, Andre the Giant. Out of the shot, please. <laughs> Matumbo, out of the shot. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, yeah. Um, I don't, what, what did you give it, Layla? I mean, I haven't gone. I, I'm going to give it a six. I, mean, what are um, I think <laughs> I don't. I don't think there is a bad performance in this movie. And I know that Nick mentioned Kristen Wiig earlier is like a not so great whatever. I love Kristen Wiig in that scene so much when she leans on Aldous Snow, just like, I'm just going to like learn from you. And she just leans on him. Like the, I was the best dying. line. The best line she says is perfect, perfect form and bo- perfect skin and form. Yeah. Perfect skin and, form. <laughs> and, and you could just um, be in child's pose. Please lay down. Be in child's pose. If you can't child's handle pose? this. Uh, so yeah. everyone can hear me. I told him he can be in child's pose. Um, yeah. I think, I think this movie is fucking. So the writing aids everybody. This movie is fucking incredible. The writing is so funny. Again, like I am, I'm not like, there are a lot of comedies from that time that don't quite hit me the way that other com like for other people they do. This one does for me. Like I could not stop laughing, and it's because of the writing and the way these actors portrayed those lines. Their their facial comedy, their physical comedy, all of the above. It's so fucking funny, and everyone kills exactly what they're supposed to do. And there are few comedies where. I can say that every single person cracked me up. There is not a single person in this movie that doesn't make me laugh. Every single side character cracks me up so much. Even Um, the main characters. Yeah. And the main characters are great. Like they're as, as should be as expected. They're all great. I mean, Kristen Bell is like the perfect kind of insecure, neurotic, full of herself at the same time actress. Like, I mean, Aldous Snow is just it's a forever character. Like it's amazing. Everyone does incredible character work. And Mila Kunis is the perfect chill chick. Like she is just so chill in this movie. She's so cool. It's effortless. You feel like she's genuinely like, I want to have a good time and get to know this person. And she like eases him up. It's so lovely. And I think their chemistry is actually really great. I do feel it when they're hanging out with each other. I'm like, she's finally letting him just be himself and it's so good and she's enjoying the shit out of it and she's laughing and having a good time. It feels so natural for all of these actors. Um, But like, there's just these like, my favorite part of this movie is that there's so many like small minute scenes that steal the show. Like Jonah Hill on the fucking phone with his friend when he's at the, like when he's... No, I'm not going to sell you weed because I'm at my job. I'm at my job right now. called me 
at, at my, my job. job. <laughs> so fucking funny. Yeah. All the Jonah Hill scenes, like just even the like small moments at the bar where he's like, Did I can name it? every fucking fish. Like all like all of it. Oh, okay. It's so fucking funny. So it's a six. I can't give it a seven because there are just like movies out there that are like built for acting, but like almost there. It's just amazing. <laughs> well, I always consider acting like based on the genre so like fair enough Maybe yeah there are like comedy yeah i mean there are comedies like wes anderson comedies that i could give like a seven but they also like feel more like drama-y and that's why but like if you're playing the parts perfectly it could get to a seven i don't think this is like my favorite ensemble cast i've ever seen in a movie just out of curiosity Um, what would be if you had to name a comedy off the top of your head well i did uh i gave a seven to um stepbrothers i think and i think mm-hmm. i like i would for like ace ventura pet detective may, no maybe not that because there's a lot of side people who suck but like one i guess like anchorman's another one where i just think like everyone one. is really yeah. great that's Almost a really great one end of the world uh old school is a great one for that yeah. i but i think this is pretty close to a seven i mean yeah jason so siegel right now again like make or break this movie like Jason Siegel like you need him to be in this for it to work and it works really well and I think you could see why he ends up becoming like a big actor afterwards um and he was like breaking away from his how I met your mother thing with this and then he kind of went into his like Muppet phase uh which is funny because he wrote those Muppet (laughs) movies and like watching that scene I thought like maybe (laughs) he would well he does like a Muppet song when he's drunk on the piano as well um, we haven't even mentioned like this is like an early Bill Hader see, uh, movie. It was, oh my like, god, Bill! He was just in SNL, yeah. and he is so funny. I love when you so can hear him funny. on the phone, like, "No, you fucking idiot!" Yeah. Uh, uh, like everything with Bill Hader is so great. When he blows, I'm officially at, like uh, mad at us that we haven't brought him up yet at all. Oh, I'm bringing him up episode. now. I'm glad you are, but like he he kills this movie. He steals so many scenes. <laughs> I mean, even the Skype things, which which would normally be like we talked about, like spectac hilarity, like that would normally take you out of a movie. I think those scenes are really funny and they're great. Yeah, he invented playing around with your Zoom background. I I was gonna say that is what's aged the best about this, but uh, I also I just like Kristen Bell is so good in this movie because and she you even get to the point where you actually like feel sympathetic towards her when she explains why. I mean. It's never okay to bri- like to cheat, but the way that she explains what was happening she in the relationship that around, she was drowning, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I, and I agree. Mila Kunis is just really fun. She's really chill, but she's also like can dial it up and be like insane. And I I love that. And you could see like she just became one of those really great comedic actresses. Totally. Um, and this was like a new one for her. Uh, I yeah, I mean, you mentioned Devon McDonald, uh, the uh, big bartender, is just hilarious. The, like the fish scene Ooh, when I saw this the cool first time, bitch. Yeah, bitch. yeah, yeah, bitch. <laughs> um, he's, he got a he had to stop like mid blowjob. You know how hard that is? It's called blue balls. He's basically like Gandhi, except for he likes puppets. I love puppets. <laughs> he's just, he's so funny. Uh, and then I mean. I, I agree. I, it's just all the side performances bring it up. So I'm giving it a six. Uh, Jonah Hill alone almost makes yeah. me want to bring it to a seven, but uh, I'll give it a six because he's been better in other things too. Um, let's talk about the <laughs> like creativity and originality of this. So uh, did it need to be made? Does it stand out in its genre? 
Uh, things like that. Nick, what did you think about forgetting Sarah Marshall originality? Mm, I always have thought it was a very unique type of comedy. I, mm-hmm. I gave it a six. I like the sort of meta aspect that's even somehow more meta when it be, when it's get him to the Greek, but it's also not meta because Jonah Hill's also in that and is not the same character. Yeah, a lot of people thought it was the same character. Doesn't make it. It's no. not. Doesn't make yeah. any sense. If you think that, you're stupid. Yeah. Sarah Marshall's Ooh. always been a unique movie, though. It's I like the sort of meta thing. I like building up Brand as like the sort of meta character is pretty unique part of the movie that doesn't need to be. Yeah. In it and like the you know having like you said earlier, Layla the the cuts to her stupid CSI so show and then the crime scene scene of the crime. Yeah, and then the and then the end part too <laughs> with Jason Bateman. Oh, so good. <laughs> Animal <laughs> Instincts, I think it's called. Yeah, she's a pet psychic. Yeah. Uh, I I think that the the jobs that they have are obviously not relatable, but the breakup story is made slightly more unique because of like their roles as like people in society. Yeah. And like they play around with that. Like she's in front of the camera and he's the, (laughs) just playing (laughs) two notes on a synth. Yeah, to like make the dark notes, uh, and oh, then he starts playing the Seinfeld. And then the, the whole Dracula puppet thing is so funny and unique. So funny. I think the movie needs to be made because it's a great, different sort of a little bit different rom commy kind of comedy. Uh, I forgot to mention that the the I don't love Jason Siegel, but the time when he's at karaoke and he starts to sing as Dracula, and you can see his face think. Crap! I got to do the voice now. I'm already, t- I'm already in it, and then he, it just goes straight into this like very specific it's Dracula voice. It's so funny. Uh, so I gave it a six. It was almost. I, I thought about a seven in originality, but I went with six. Uh, I am at a <clears throat> six as well. I think it's well above average, just because. Um, I love so going into this movie, Judd Apatow told uh, Jason Siegel to write it as a drama because they were naturally going to bring comedy into it because they were funny people. Hmm. So as it went along with these drafts, it would become funnier. And they actually make like a reference to that when he explains that his Dracula musical, he's like, once I figured out that it was a comedy, it just got so much better or whatever. Yeah. Um, and that's why I think this movie really perfectly so balances good. its comedic themes with like very resonant parts of relationships without being overly dramatic and without being overly silly. Yeah. Um, resonant evil. I guess it also kind of came from his <laughs> it kind of came from his like relationship issues and one of them like it it mostly is based off of his breakup with uh Linda Cardellini, which I didn't even know that they date but I I I figured I guess after Lucky Freaks Doug. and Geeks. But uh I just find this movie to be so unique because like we were struggling. I wanted to do this since we started this podcast and uh, it it was so tough to pair with other movies. Like we luckily found this one and I gave a few other options to Layla, but like it's really unique in the way that it's made. And I think even though it has the elements of these other comedies and rom-coms and stuff, I don't think anyone really handles this kind of story. Hmm. Um, and I honestly just find it to be a pretty good and honest relationship story. Like, there, if you don't resonate with some of these themes, then you've never gone through a breakup like that. You've never been, like, 
self-loathing after that and like trying to cheer yourself up in certain ways. So I think that's really good. And, um, I like, I, I also just think again, I have to point out that the editing makes this so much more unique than the average comedy outside of like an Edgar Wright movie, mm-hmm. but the editing just really stands out. So I I'm giving it well above average of the six as well. I don't think it's the most unique, but sure. Yeah, I don't have a whole lot more to say. I think you both covered. I gave it a six as well. I do think it is very one of a kind as far as comedies go, especially what else was coming out at the time as well. Other mm-hmm. Judd Apatow movies. Um, I-, I said it before, and I think this is a good time to address. Like, I do love that this movie chose to not be an offensive comedy. And I do think at the time that it came out, that was such a common theme. The entire early 2000s through the late 2000s. 2000s was just really offensive like comedies and that's that's what happened at the time and that's cool and that's fine but I love that this is gonna like we'll talk about it in legacy but I love that it's going to last really well over time because there Mm. aren't a shit ton of offensive jokes in it and I like that I can just genuinely laugh because it feels very human it's just making fun of very human things as Gabe pointed out it's just a very human relationship story and I think we can all make fun of ourselves when we're in the place that Jason is in in this movie (laughs) and that's a great like that's a great concept like that's a great thing to make fun of it's almost like cathartic i think for a lot of us to be like yeah i have fucking been there and i've been that asshole i've been that idiot like it's it was just a great take on both breakups as well as comedy so i I definitely think it's an incredibly original film great you did a six as well 18 whoa Uh, number of the beast well, let's talk about She's Out of My League, originality. Um, I don't find She's Out of My League to be that unoriginal, uh, like in any like problematic way. Like I, I don't think there's a lot of movies exactly like it. I think there are similar types of movies where it's like, you know, dorky guy trying to get someone hot. Um, I will say, how many movies were about the TSA before uh, Get Out? <laughs> I, this might have been the first know. one. Not um, a whole lot, probably. I, I, what I like about this movie, like my actual opinion of it, is like I just find it to be a pretty cute story, and like it has like a nice meaning to it. Whereas mm-hmm. I also think that this movie could have been so much more offensive, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. like his friends. I mean, I love forty-year-old vir- uh, virgin so much. But, like, the point in 40 year old Virgin is like similar, where his friends are like telling him basically the wrong things about yeah. what it what a relationship means. And that mm-hmm. makes that so funny. But it's really crass in that movie, and it works. But in this one, I just think that they were smart to go in the cuter direction. Sure. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I do still think it sends kind of an unrealistic message to a guy like Jay Burchell, who I certainly have related to in the past i'm not as much of a dork anymore but i've felt that way but like it's like kind of like uh all right listen you're not gonna fucking get an alice eve okay you're not she could be like the nicest person in the world you're not getting an alice eve i it's just not happening unless you are rich or a recording artist as i'll comment on it in a second (laughs) i i also just like the the structure of the romance in it is just a little ill conceived i I just i don't know it it just kind of happens and then they're on like 
10 fucking huge, huge dates, like going to like big events and stuff, mm. but they also haven't had sex. And I was just like, what? Like, I, I, sure, that has happened. There are a lot of people who are celibate. That's fine. But celibate. Like, I just like, <laughs> I just don't, I don't see it. And I get that they're getting into him being nervous about it, but it's like, you've been on 10 fucking dates. You probably spent a lot of money at this point. Get it on. <laughs> Let them fight. Uh, these are some yeah. takes <laughs> i give it a three though i just i, I think it's I, it's only slightly below average i just don't find it that creative or unique i don't think it's a movie that needs to be made like it's not doesn't have this yeah, like it's... amazing like like yes i like the i like the honestly i really like the, the my favorite part is that there's like a theme to it that like he's down on his himself and his friends are like down on him too yeah and like he's so down on himself that he's like no, this is awesome and real and you're beautiful, but we can't because you're too perfect. And it's like, nah, that not doesn't... cherish that. Yeah, yeah that's, that's not how that works, friend. And I like that part of it, but I don't <clears> think <throat> the movie needs to be made. I don't think anyone is like, damn, that's so true. Hmm. And like right now, like, damn, she's out of my league is like really spoke to me, bro. <laughs> I don't think that that has happened. Um, if it has, email us. Uh, I also gave it a three, but I was pretty close to a four. I mean, it should be inspiring to a certain level, and I'm not saying it's not. I just, I, it's a little too far fetched for me. I don't think it's far fetched. I just think that it's not the best movie I've ever seen. Okay. Well, that's super fair. Um, I, I, <laughs> no one is. No one's arguing. That. That's what I was trying to say. I don't think anyone's like, damn, dude, she's out of my league. It's like so mind blowingly good. Yeah. Um, okay, so I gave it a four. I think it's just average. Um, I disagree with a point that you made, Nick, and I disagree with a point that you made, Gabe. Um, uh, fuck. So fun. <laughs> I know. Uh, Jeez, now I, I need to remember we just what said the two perfect things all the time. Just go one episode. <laughs> don't sound like tools. Damn so it. So I, I think the whole insecurity storyline is a really important one, and I like mm. that they went with that a lot, because I do think it is really realistic for people mm. that truly don't understand that your personality and who you are is the most important thing and i think a lot of people are not taught to feel that way especially people that have felt or have been told most of their lives that they're not attractive so i do think this is a movie for other people that needed to hear these things and i'm glad that it was made it's nice to see a movie where it's acknowledged hey, you're a great fucking guy, and that's all that really matters. Same to women as well. It's a, it's a universal concept. Like, your appearance is not the end-all be-all, and it's in, important with her as well in the sense that she's trying to be like, yo, I'm insecure as fuck as well. Like, as much as you want to keep commenting on how fucking attractive I am, that doesn't mean shit at the end of the day. And I think that's an important thing. I don't think at that time a lot of, like... It wasn't blatantly a let's talk about things like this movie, and I love that, but it really was. It was saying, like, let's address a little bit of a deeper-rooted issue here that, like, looks aren't fucking everything. So I think that's great, and I think that's original and important, and I love that they didn't do it in a shove-it-in-your-face kind of a way. They kind yeah. of just rolled it into people's homes. They're like, this is a fun, sweet comedy, but there's, like, a very deep issue in it at the same time. Mm. So I loved that. Um I don't think it's like completely unrealistic that she would ever end up with him. I don't know if you guys know this. Maybe this is just like a female thing, but it's like an ongoing conversation that a lot of relationships you look at, a lot of the time the woman is more attractive than the men. <laughs> oh, we live in LA. It's like that is a big <laughs> So thing. so you see it and you know it, and a yeah, huge but part why of not that me? 
And a huge part of that is because most men that are like overly attractive know they're overly attractive. And so, and that whole arc is in this movie. Yeah. So it is completely logical to me. And I've experienced it in my own life and in my friends' lives that women do look for people that don't give a shit about their looks. And a lot of the time that might be people that are not standard versions of beauty. So mm. like... I'm, I'm, I almost just convinced myself to go to a five because <laughs> I think that this movie at the time that it came out was doing something kind of important and lovely. And I love that it didn't shove itself in our faces like a lot of movies do nowadays. Like, I don't know if you remember that Amy Schumer movie that came out called I, I Feel Pretty, where she like hits her head oh, and goes into yeah. a coma and like Yikes. all of a sudden is like in love with herself. Ooh, we should do like, that with Shallow Hell. Some sort of inverse of Shallow Hell. Yeah, yeah, we yeah totally. Shallow That's a great comparison. Like Bizarro World Shallow Hell. No. Yeah, and that movie got like a lot of criticism because it was just a little bit too much, and it was also problematic in a lot of ways. But I love. That <laughs> Hold this on, movie... a movie where Amy Schumer is too much. Yeah, shocking, <laughs> no right? Way. Uh, um, yeah, I just think that this movie. The more I think about it, the more I talk about it. I'm just like, this was a cool movie to tell people to love themselves, and they did it in a sweet way. So that's cool. <laughs> well, you may have convinced yourself to go up to a five, but you also convinced me to shoot my shot at. Uh, Alice Eve. So uh, the never-ending quest begins. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about our next category. Actually, I I, I want to go up to a four when she's Layla? out of my league. Uh, Layla convinced me enough for that. Um, so put me to a four. Let's talk about a category once, that's very important in comedies: rewatchability slash quotability. So most movies don't need to be rewatchable. But a good comedy is one of those ones you just want to fire up all the time. And what we mean by quotability is like not only was it riddled with really great quotes that you notice each time that make you laugh, but like quotes that little quotes that have just seeped into your conversations, like you end up quoting this movie. How much has that affected you? Let's start with forgetting Sarah Marshall. Um, I this I mean. This is easily, for me at least, I mean, like one of my most rewatched comedies from that like era. Uh, I have sadly watched this movie after a few breakups and thought it would make me feel so much better about the breakups. It Why didn't. I was like, I can't. More than once. What? Why would you do that more than one Because I still love the movie. So, like, I still, like, it's enough that I wanted to rewatch it. But I was just, I thought this is honest hour. <laughs> so um, it is Judgment. always funny to me, though. I've rewatched it so many times. It gets funnier and funnier. I think in terms of, like, lines this time that were making me laugh a lot, like, every single Paul Rudd and Billy Baldwin line, I was dying of <laughs> laughter. And, like, yeah. you know, we've heard all of those before. But, like, the one that, like, there's a few that, like, always seep into my conversations with friends, and, and anyone would know that it's from this movie, but the, wish I wasn't wearing this fucking shirt. Uh, wait, what was it? Didn't that just happen at, at the PGA Tour? What? So, oh, it was uh, Tommy Fleetwood was wearing that ridiculous shirt that Nike oh, made him wear, and they yeah. had a hole in one, and someone, like, put that on it. Yeah. I was like, wish I was. Anyways, um, I also, I love the... <laughs> Dude, you don't need to put your P in a V. No, I need to B my L on someone's T's. <laughs> I love that Bill Hader just like knows. He's like, oh, that's gross. Um, 
Yeah. I don't know. There's a lot. I, I'll just throw them in with you guys, but like, uh, <laughs> just, just keep throwing them in. But I, it, it's just like, every, there's so many lines from this movie yeah, that is. have seeped I mean, into conversations just unreal. between the two of us. Yeah. What about you guys? Yeah. I gave it a six. Did you give it a six or seven? I gave it a seven. I mean, this is a hard seven. I gave me. it a six because I don't think it's ultra rewatchable for me. Like maybe once every five years I might pop the baby on, but it's pretty quotable for me. <laughs> so I gave it a six. <laughs> I'll just um, go fuck myself. Mahalo. <laughs> <laughs> Are you done, Nick? <laughs> yeah, that's it. Okay. That's it? Um, I gave it a seven, obviously. I, yeah. I quote this movie more than I realized I quote this movie because I paid way more attention this time around. Like, I'm sorry. I'm pretty sure all the the dudes I knew said I just went from six to midnight, like all the time. (laughs) Like, that is such a quotable thing. Um, Like so many of like the things Paul Rudd says. But like, I didn't realize for a long time why I was saying this. But I used to always just go bullshit, 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 like all the fucking time. And I didn't realize it. Like, I, I used to sit around being like, why the, f- where the fuck did I get this from? And then, like, a year or two years later, I watched this movie and I was like, oh my fucking God. Like, this is where this has been from this whole time. So I've just been quoting this movie without realizing it for a very long time. I think this is unreal quotable. I think all of my friends said things from this movie all the fucking time. I don't, I don't know what else to say. I think this is one of, the most rewatchable comedies from that time for me, a hundred percent. Cause it might be in like one of my favorites. Honestly, I don't, I don't, I can't think of a movie that just hits this well for me from a comedy from that time. So I, uh, <laughs> I had one of those lines too, that I was rewatching it this time. And I was like, Oh, it's from this when he's, uh, when Paul Rudd is like, Oh, the weather outside, outside is, weather. is weather. That's I, such an, I, I say that was, too. <laughs> but the one, like if you said this nothing. to anyone, they would know exactly what movie it is, is the, Oh, you sound like you're from London. From London. It's <laughs> like, I am from London. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, it's like, I, I don't know. This this seeps into like every fucking conversation and uh, in just like little ways. That Andre the Giant out of the shot, please thing. Like yeah. Clay and Carter say that all the time. Previous guests of this podcast. Um, let's talk about She's Out of My League. Um Rewatchability, quotability. I suspect for Nick, it's not very high. I'm gonna give it a four. I think okay. that it's like a on TBS, and you're just like, it's Saturday, and I gotta clean the house, so I'm just gonna pop the TV on, and then boom, there it is, and you're like, oh. Well, according to Layla, I gotta make sure I watch that movie the is Alice Godzilla Eve. 2014. Yeah, <laughs> gotta make sure I watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say anything. I thought it was fucking dope that you said that. I said that. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't choose to rewatch it because I just don't really rewatch the that type of like movie from that era. Like that's just not what I was what I was down with, you know? So I'm gonna give it an average though. I it's really interesting the time that it came out, I think when was it like 2010? Yeah. 2011? 2010. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. 2010 like when I, when I had just gone to college, um I think it came out at the end of senior year of high mm-hmm. school for me, but when I just went to college like one of my roommates in college, Nick Coulter and I mm-hmm. used to quote this a lot and like 
I wouldn't say it's the most quotable now and it's seeped into too many conversations now, but like I do know that if I saw him and I did the uh and, and a divide that big would just be a chasm. Chasm? <laughs> chasm. It's like I we I love that line. Um I mean, like, there was just, I I think it was just little ones that would make me, it's not even like that would make me laugh. I just have said it throughout my life is like, Slapshot Regatta. Yeah, uh, I was just about to say that in mine, too. I think that is something that that people say. Yeah, Yeah, that that whole scene is fucking great. And it's like only exists in this movie. Like, I don't know how many fucking Mm -hmm. homes have that. Uh, (laughs) There's one that was cracking me out this time that I always think about when there's like an awkward lull in a conversation on the phone is when uh, TJ Miller and Kristen Ritter are like both admitting to each other they don't want to hook up and they're making fun of that classic (laughs) comedy trope. And he's like, cool. And we're back to talking. (laughs) We're back to talking. (laughs) Um, I also think of like, I got, I went into like a really big hollow notes phase after this movie. And uh, anytime kiss is on my list, comes out i just think about the whole conversation about the kisses on my lips or kisses on my list thing Um, (laughs) yeah or the the coming in the pants scene was just like everyone quoted that afterwards we would like try to seep that into conversations like jizz in a pants um anyways i'm giving it a four though i i think it's pretty average rewatchable i i do enjoy it every single time but i don't think it's the most quotable or rewatchable so it's kind of average yeah. And I and I consider four a good thing, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm I'm also gonna give it a four. Um mm-hmm. I I think it's one of those things that you don't seek out, but if it's on, you're okay with it and happy with it. Like Exactly. And that's why it's an average score. Like I'm never choosing to put this on. Forgetting Sarah Marshall, I'm like, fuck yeah, I need to watch that right now. You know, that's a whole different experience. Mm-hmm. Um but I think you brought up a great point, Gabe. I think as opposed to like quotable, I think this movie has a lot of moments that are memorable that people talk sure. about or that like come up in conversation. Like I think like the whole sequence of like her coming out in the dress and being like, I'm not wearing any underwear. Oh, yeah. Like <laughs> I think there are just moments that I think <laughs> about and remember in reference to things that are happening <laughs> that like is just so funny. Yeah. And like Slapshot <laughs> Regatta is one of them. <laughs> They push um, their food away when she says Yeah, that. they all look disgusted. <laughs> yeah. The brother the brother stops eating and pushes his food away, <laughs> away from him. You know what I noticed? There was this line with her when he gets on – another moment scene or whatever when he like tells off everyone on the plane. Yeah. But when he finally gets off with TJ Miller and TJ Miller is like, and you don't – you are a hard 10 and you don't need to settle yourself with a three. And then the brother goes, two. He goes, okay, borderline two. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's a savage moment, but yeah. Yeah, honestly. no, there's just, there's really great moments in this movie and I do think about them and they do come up in like natural conversation because I do think this was a great comedy at its time, um, which maybe will just segue us into the next category, which yeah. is legacy, why but why don't you, you want explain me to go what into legacy, legacy is and then, yeah, talk about she's out of my league. I mean, it's, you know, obviously how this movie was received at the time and how it's going to be remembered and how much, how well it's going to do over time. Um, And I do think this movie is going to sustain itself. I don't think it's going to have the same level of legacy as Forgetting Sarah Marshall, but I do think this is going to be one of those comedies that, like, again, is just played on TBS and people see it for the first time and go, oh, what the fuck is this? This is kind of funny. I enjoy this. This is fine. Um, So I do think it's going to have... 
I think so it's going to go say on. TBS somewhat funny. Not very what? funny. Oh. TBS's tagline. <laughs> I'll be um, here, unfortunately, all week doing the same Shrug jokes. emoji <clears throat> funny. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't think there's like, I don't think there's an insane level of legacy with this film. I'm going to give legacy for this movie an average score. I'm going to give it a four. I do think it's not going to like do poorly over time at all mm-hmm. i think it's going to age well it's again not an offensive movie it's just a family comedy that you can put on at any time with your with your family and friends and it's enjoyable and if it's on tv people are going to want to watch it i don't think it's going to get better over time so that's why i'm going to give it an average score yeah i mean <laughs> I, I i i said the same thing i just think this movie is nicer in spirit than most comedies even with yeah. tj miller and Kristen Ritter's lines being a little bit more like mean spirited, they're not like yeah. they're not that mean. And the footlong guy has some has some fairly like he has stuff that cuts. They're not deep. like homophobic, I guess. Though no, yeah, he's like trying to be accepting of it. He's just yeah. it's just he assumes. It's, and, yeah, yeah. But that's the he's point. Just, of the, he's that's it's, the point. It's the point of the character. Yeah. yeah. End, but he's not like, a mali- not like there's mean. no malicious. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing malicious to his intention. I don't think there's anything but, in the movie that ages super poorly. Yeah. I mean, I, I just went with the four. I did too. And actually, <laughs> when I think about that guy, and then when I think about Chris and Ritter and TJ Miller's yeah. characters, like the movie also made a point to show you that these people are all suffering from certain insecurities as well. Mm-hmm. And they're pushing them onto their friends. And even with the, that guy who's like super handsome and stuff and probably has a foot long dong he also he's is a fighter pilot dude. he and he's a fighter pilot he's also you gotta be careful with the mic there my Sorry, friend brother. um <laughs> he also is just like he's insecure like he couldn't handle that she didn't really have any imperfections, so he focused super on glad you brought that up because i didn't bring him up earlier but i think he's also just a great character too i love that they didn't make anybody in this movie like hateable like he just yeah he's not even like a mean or awful person he just Mm-mm. is privileged and doesn't really necessarily see the way he can be around people and he doesn't notice it but he's not like there's nothing malicious about what he does you don't hate him i didn't when i was watching the movie. every single person i mean like even yeah. mike vogel's character is like he's super handsome but then you have to think like this guy's working this extremely low level totally. job at this airport yeah. Yeah. and he recognizes that as well yeah and that's why he's not as mean-spirited to mm-hmm. him i think like that's that's what's nice about this and that's gonna age forever you know yeah um I also just think beyond it just being one of those ones that you could just watch on TBS, it's also one of those ones that I could mention to someone she's out of my league and they'd be like, oh yeah, I like that movie. And that's it. Like no one's <laughs> going to be like, I fucking love she's out of my league, dude. It's but there's so no funny. negative connotation. But there's no negative movie. connotation. Yeah. It's yeah. always something like, so I'm giving it a four. Also, I have to say, Pretty awesome that it got me into Hollow Notes because Hollow Notes just made bangers. <laughs> so random and great. <laughs> Uh, oh, I will say one thing age poorly. They're just there's like a whole like Facebook section of this where they're talking about uh, being on Facebook as if it's like a new thing that young people are doing. And it just aged Do the they movie really? a little bit. Yeah, Devin is like, I wonder if she's on Facebook. And they're like, Devin, you're on Facebook? And he's like, yeah, um, I'm like doing that. And then it's just like, wow, it's that old? Geez. Holy fuck. <laughs> yeah, I guess it is. Um, anyways, yeah. Well, let's, uh, let's finish off with Forgetting Sarah Marshall legacy wise um Layla, why don't or actually nick why don't you finish this off <laughs> oh, with that? dude i gotta do math okay i mean forgetting sarah marshall Just i guess it polite. does make sense that i start 
I'm gonna I'm gonna go with a six because you guys apparently love it. I think it's a great movie. I think it's funny. Um, I just don't like this. Just isn't like my favorite comedy, but I think that everyone knows what it is. I think that it ended up kind of with a sequel, but not really. Yeah. Uh, and it's do you like, guys like Get Him to the Greek? Yeah, it's no. funny. Yeah, it doesn't like half of it does not work. It's but the parts that work are, are like really funny. Drop dead funny. Oh, P Diddy is incredible in it. Uh, yeah. There's a line that I quote all the time from Nick Kroll in that movie where he goes, "I work for those units." Oh yeah, proud of those. Units. We we'll do it at some point. It would have been with this movie, <laughs> so we'll figure it out. It's like so great. But I I'm gonna go six. I think that everyone knows what Forgetting Sarah Marshall is. I think there's there's maybe part of it is that the the title of the movie, which I actually think is a stupid title in a way, but I kind of think it's great too. Well, it's because everyone is going to know what Sarah Marshall, who Sarah Marshall is. And that's actually kind of brilliant. Yeah. To put a character's name as it. So now it'll live in perpetuity. Exactly. I think that uh, everyone knows what the movie is and, and there's, you know, nothing about it ages poorly at all. I don't think. Yeah. I was trying to think, you know, like what we just did with, she's out of my league. Like if anything would age poorly in this, uh, you know, maybe like what Jason Siegel saying about women and like the club scenes and stuff, but it's like never from a place of like, again, I, I, Oh, I will always bring this up. It's always about intention and what the care, who, who's saying it and why they're saying it and how they're saying it. But I don't know for me, it's like, didn't age at all, age poorly, or just age like in terms of becoming less funny. I think it's arguably one of my favorite comedies ever. Like it's like it might have a place in my top ten. It's definitely my favorite rom com, and that's like this is a more male centric rom com. You know, it's like it's from like a male perspective, but um, I mean, I love it as a rom com, and I and I really do think that the relationship aspects of it still come out. So I think it still counts as a rom com, especially a little bit more than like maybe even Knocked Up does, um, which is also a great one, but. Um, it's weirdly not as popular as I expected. So like IMDb, it's like pretty low. And this seems like the type of movie you would expect to have a high IMDb rating. Um, Metacritic was like 67, which is not very great, but it got like good Rotten Tomatoes scores and stuff. So like, I think it also is one of those movies that grew in appreciation over time. Like it made a hundred million dollars, which is a lot for a comedy, and it was around the time when Apatow was just fucking killing it with all these as a producer. But I think it just got a lot funnier, and I mean, we were even talking like the just being in this pandemic, uh, like the whole Skype jokes and everything—they yeah. just aged perfectly. <laughs> And now we use Zoom. That's the difference. It's like we still fuck around with those oh, backgrounds and wow. stuff. I gave it a six out of seven. Objectively speaking, I don't think it is like a, that high for everyone. I'm going to go with the six too. Um, mm-hmm. To speak on what you just said about like scores and stuff like that. Speak your truth. I, I do think that this movie was kind of made for us, like what, what like our age at that time. Yeah. And, like, a lot of the comedy is. And I don't necessarily think, like, older people at that time maybe would have understood this movie the same way. Um, okay. And they're probably the people writing a lot of the reviews and, like, rating shit on all of that. Like, I don't think people are still rating these movies. <laughs> um, so I, I think, think it's that, weird like, to be a critic in general for comedies. 
I, I think it's yeah, just tough. For sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, but I think part of the reason it ages so well is because it's like for our generation and we're still watching it and we still love it. Um, and we're going to continue to love it. And I think um, a lot of the comedy ages perfectly and will continue to age really well. And I think newer generations are really going to like the comedy and enjoy it. I think every single time I watch this movie, I laugh the same amount as I did the first time. So I think it's aging incredibly well. Um, and it is 100% in my top 10 favorite comedies. I love this movie. And it makes me laugh harder than most comedies do. And I've said it in multiple categories now, but anything that like is not offensive is going to age well. It just is. Because like we're in a different era of time. And anyone who can prove that comedy doesn't have to be making fun of race thank you minorities is just a badass to me like i just love jason so much for at a time where it was so fucking easy to make a movie where you made offensive fucking jokes he chose not to and i love him for it because this is my this is a hundred percent the example that i use every single time some fucking douchebag says to me like it's comedy like stop making it so fucking dramatic you brought this point home that we were like tiptoeing around this entire episode that is basically like, you know, we're so f- we made this category legacy in comedies be about how does this movie age mm-hmm. over time? Yeah. Does it age poorly? And I'm so tired of this argument that's like, oh, they're trying to ruin comedy. I mean, there's so many co- comedians that are like, oh, cancel culture and PC culture is ruining comedy. It's like, why don't you fucking work a little bit harder to make some jokes then? You know, yeah. like, why don't you think of it? Because, and I'm so glad you said this and I would, because now I would love to use this as an example. It aged perfectly. You could do this, be a little racy, a little bit in it and still sure. get away with not being like, don't fucking demean people. The thing like, that popped yeah. in my head when you said racy is the part where uh, Kristen Bell is balanced on Russell Brand's groin as he's oh, yeah. like, projecting her. I love when he's like, I, oh, I, I bet. And knowing about- Sarah Marshall, I, or knowing Sarah, I probably ruined her day. <laughs> and Jesus Christ. Yeah, I mean, I also always think out. about Russell, like, explaining sex to that poor man who is, like, on his honeymoon, too. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. It's just great. <laughs> <laughs> the Jack Mc we didn't talk about him earlier, oh, yeah. but Jack yeah, McBrayer is pretty great in this. He's and like so I think he became that shtick that he does in this with yeah. his like voice kind of just was overdone in Thirty Rock, but like he's so fucking great. When he's like beating his face with the <laughs> vagina yeah. hands is it's pretty great. <laughs> he's like, You would do that for me? No, no. <laughs> freaking out. Yeah, I, I I mean that's such a great point, Layla, and uh we should conclude with that. <laughs> okay. 92. <laughs> 92 out of 105. Whoa, whoa. For to what? To 62. 62 out of 105 is still good for a comedy that's half. above average. Um, and, I, and I stand by that. Uh, yeah. Let's not right. do MVP. Uh, we kind of went a little long for, uh, for a comedy episode. Apparently the, the MVP is Jason Siegel. I you're, I 100% you're, support that. Your point I mean, about dude. how he wrote this movie kind of makes me like him more, but his, I, his writing is incredible in it and I just really think like even if it wasn't written by him and it was a little more crass or something like it's just not as good of a movie with someone who's not like shaped like oh, him and doesn't have the shaped range like that he him. has. Shaped like him. <laughs> I also oh, love Gabriel. Jason Segel as a person. Uh, I think he's fucking awesome. Yeah, uh, yeah he is shape. amazing. Uh, yeah. Do you guys have any recommendations for like similar type movies that people should check out? 
I got Honestly, I didn't think about it much. There's also just like not a lot of movies like the two of these, but I guess we could think of movies that have like that whole brat pack of guys like Jason and Jonah and all those people. Oh, I mean, the Judd Apatow movies are great. All the Judd Apatow movies. (laughs) I think they get better as you get older, too, and because they're more adult centered. So like 40 year old Virgin and Knocked Up get better and better, I think, over time. Aren't Whereas, like, Paul Rudd and Jason like, in another movie together, too? Paul, yeah, yeah, I Love You, Man. It's Nick yeah, and I. I it's, like, you, one man. of our favorite comedies. Yeah, um, yeah that's a great one. I, that's I always great. recommend that. I also... Um, that's a great. Job that's in. a great. I really like... If you like this kind of, like, getting a little bit serious about this, where it's, uh, like, like, a little bit of, like, a drama mixed into the comedy and, like, really being, like, self-loathing and stuff, like, I think High Fidelity, um, the movie... Yeah. I also I I really recommend High Fidelity the book. It's one of my favorite books, but uh by Nick Hornsby. Great but, movie recommendation. Yeah, High Fidelity is an incredible movie. Uh it's it's a lot like forgetting Sarah Marshall in terms of like how he views re- past relationships and stuff and harps on it. Um mm-hmm. even though it's more cynical. I th- I hear the show is pretty good too. It just didn't work for me because I was like I'd seen the movie too many times and read the book and it just it was too different. Um, or it wasn't different enough. That was actually my issue. But, um, I also, uh, the heartbreak kid is a really low, uh, a really underrated Ben Stiller movie that I absolutely love. Um, that's very similar to this. So those are ones that we're actually floating for this too. We're floating it around. Um, are there any like shows that are like forgetting Sarah Marshall? I feel like, like it created a mold for something that would have been good. Oh, I made for love. Um, I recommend. I don't think. Yeah, yeah I no. I just go that. check it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's just fun. Go check it. I don't think it really relates to this too much. But kinda. Just relationship like breakup issues and being <laughs> like, it, it's like got a similar brand of comedy in certain scenes. Yeah. I think it's really, really but funny. Like uh, it's on HBO Max. Too. Yeah, yeah, that too. Like, yeah. definitely go check out Made for Love for sure, on for HBO sure. Max. Yeah. Cool, 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 cool. Did you have one, Layla? Or you just no? I was just gonna just say get the fuck you, out of here. No, you just did make me think that like this kind of did start a, a trope of like insecure, maybe not super super attractive guys like finding really hot girls and stuff. That is like a teen movie thing now. Hmm. Uh, yeah. So. Yeah. Oh, I. Oh. Uh, it, it's it's a stretch, <laughs> but I do think like there's something. It, it's like it, this is such a stretch, but just watch the show End of the World and don't think of it as. <laughs> being related to this yeah but i just just watch it it's a good romance we'll just, and we'll just i drop I think that funny. show anytime so yeah it's great okay um plug next us. week plug me okay plug i'm gonna plug you so fucking hard um Jesus. excuse you uh next week we are doing and you can find this out on our instagram if you look up facing off pod or twitter, on instagram. On twitter. facing off pod uh next week we are doing another tv episode we are going to break down Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which is ending this week. It's on Disney+. Plus. I think it's going to be a great conversation because there's a bit of a divide in this group. But, uh, well, maybe. Layla needs to watch. Um, uh, But... (laughs) watch more than TikTok. uh yeah that's gonna be great and then we're gonna we're gonna do a little break after that uh in honor of my birthday which is more important Weird. than anything else in the entire world uh just kidding i don't care about birthdays um but we are gonna take a break and then we're gonna come back with some fucking huge movies it's gonna be unbelievable so 
go check us out. If you're not subscribed to this, subscribe to yes, uh, subscribe to this podcast. Uh, leave us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. It would mean the world. We will suck your dicks. Um, yeah, okay. I shouldn't say that. Jesus. I'm sorry. Love you, uh, listeners. We apologize. Uh, sorry. No. We Wait. Clearly love teams. them. Uh, yeah, and then follow us on Instagram. <laughs> we will be our. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's great. Um, do you guys have a send off? No. Are you gonna do it? <laughs> uma uma nuka nuka <laughs> oh, Yeah, I bitch. Thought you were gonna do- <laughs> die. Die.